0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. If you are listening to the podcast, it is likely Friday, December the 10th. Well, I guess it could be Saturday, too, because this is the pick show for Sunday, our best bets show if you're watching on youtube live it is thursday december 9th you can also watch on youtube friday saturday sunday um and if you're watching smash that like button hit the like button maybe we'll give away a hat uh, a prisco sucks hat or something like that but reminder thursday night sunday night monday night we go live on our youtube channel and give away Hats and recap the prime time games. We're also live every Thursday doing the pick show and every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Doing uh, Ryan Wilson hosts a mock draft show, which, as he points out, the best part about it, no me. So there you go. You can uh, check that out. Joining me to do the best bet show for week 14, week 14 already. Pete Prisco and R.J. White. What's up, fellas? It's
2: cool, All right. The jackass that sent in the review that said the show was better without me, dude, really? <laughs> Bring it,
1: buddy. He was, uh, maybe he was in your jury room, Pete. Um, Pete was on jury duty. He was on jury duty for like two – yeah, it was like two full days. It was two full days. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be two hours at most. <laughs> you, you called like on Tuesday. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, no, you called on like Monday night. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. Like I'll just go in for two yeah, hours. No, and then 48 no. hours later. You look refreshed, though. I think it may be inter- interacting with strangers. You look uh, – you didn't have to do it, Brady Quinn. You look refreshed and happy and tan. No, it
2: was I. I missed doing my pick show yesterday with Brady. Though I, I, I sent in my information for spinning top of the week and they couldn't use it.
1: Who, so why, who was it?
2: It was the Seattle offensive line. It was pathetic last week. From even <laughs> Dwayne Brown, who's a good player, got whipped up pretty. Yeah, good and, last they, week and they and won. they
0: still managed to win. RJ, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Still managed to win. Still managed to score way over the total that I had the under on because a seventy-three <laughs> yard fake punt run up the middle for a touchdown. It's like you know, at that oh, point you are like, things, just never going, never going to work lament.
2: out <laughs> with the things. I mean, we aside.
0: Aside from that play, they had like three point eight yards per game in that game. And yeah. that game, the it offense didn't play well, and uh, they somehow got to thirty and just easily blew was, that pick out of the way. It was like
1: like halfway through the second quarter, they're rushing it was like Russell Wilson, four carries, nine yards. Uh Adrian Peterson, you know, three carries, five yards, one touchdown. Travis Homer, one carry, seventy-three yards, and a touchdown. It's just very bizarre. It was, it was very fluky. Seattle in folks re-watching think on that the table. Game,
2: in rewatching that game, it's hard to believe they even
1: won that thing. It really is. Um, Seattle people are trying to get their, their hopes up that the Seahawks can run the table and finish uh, uh, nine and eight that and they have three easy games, but they've got to beat the Rams. Um, and, uh, the Cardinals, I believe in week 18. So, I mean, it's not out of the question, but unlikely Anywho, last week, I had a really bad week against the spread in our overall picks, but I actually finished above 500 on with my best bets, three and two. Risco goes three and three, RJ two and four, RJ 40 and 37, Pete 42
0: and 39. So I guess you guys are actually tied percentage wise, right? I'm a little bit high because I've made fewer picks. So he's a little bit closer to 500, but we're essentially okay. tied. <laughs> essentially
1: tied. You're right, right, right. It's, And Pete has more wins technically, et cetera, et cetera. I have still because 10 to I put my league. neck on
2: a line more than RJ does every oh, week.
1: <laughs> Britson.
2: I can't. I still can't believe. I look at these totals, and you're thirty-seven to forty-seven. Some of those weeks you had like eleven picks. How do you only have
1: that eighty-four picks? I, I don't know. Um, I did like five last week. I mean, look, I, I, I'm fighting an uphill battle. We're gonna get. I got like eight this week, though. I think I like the card this week. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get hot. I'm gonna finish above five hundred with these best bets. The the, uh, the won't hit, can't hit parlay didn't hit again. Bears plus eight, Bucks, Falcons over and Rams minus 13. The Rams got there. Did the I'm trying to remember if the did what what lost the parlay? The Bears,
0: the Bears didn't. The Bears both did both the, the Bears in the over. The over didn't quite get there. They were uh, 30 to 17.
2: The Bears it's 7 nothing. They're going down to make it 7-7 seven seven and and Cole commit fumbles and turns into an interception and then they're behind two scores. I mean, Oh,
1: that, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they were never really
2: I knew when we all had the Bears that that thing had gone crappy.
1: Yeah, they, they only—I mean, they, they only lost by eleven, so it's not like it, it was that that far out. And then we have forty-seven points from the. That, that was that probably was fairly close to hitting. I mean, if the Falcons just score more than the Falcons had a goal line, uh, st- the, the Bucks had a goal line stand at the end. If the Falcons get a touchdown there, that overhits, and then the Bears probably had a look to. I mean, the Bears probably should have found a way to lose less than eight. I mean, they lost by eleven. Kyler Murray was awesome. N-
0: another one of my misses was in that Bucks game. When I had over 30 and a half points on the books they scored 30 off a of missed extra point so it was just that week you know it's the same uh, over and over you have these picks that you're like why couldn't he just make his extra points make the extra point exactly because
2: the kickers in this league stink
0: the kickers are not good.
2: every day i sit there i mean i don't know how these coaches deal with these idiots it's all they're paid to do is kick make your damn kicks
1: um all right let's get to the picks we actually have Rams at Cardinals on Monday Night Football. All three of us have a pick. So you can get to lock in your Monday Night Football. Oh, boy. Monday Night Football pick early if you so choose, depending on what side you like. Uh, Rams are at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are minus two and a half. The over under 51 and a half here. Uh, Pete, the Cardinals, I mean, look, the Cardinals deserve, probably deserve more credit than they're getting. This is a team that has, I mean, answered every Every question that they've really, has really been asked of them, including winning games with Kyler Murray injured, Andy Audrey Hopkins out with Colt McCoy under center. Um, and yet, just two and a half-point favorites against the team they stomped only a few weeks ago in the Los Angeles Rams at home in primetime.
2: Yeah, and I'm with you. I, I don't think they get enough respect. I mean, what are they, third in scoring differential? I mean, that, that tells you they're a good team, and they played, what, three games?
1: The defense is good out. this year. Which is a rarity. They're really good. They're
2: four, what are they, fourth in the league? and, and Fourth in points and, allowed, yep. And, and so I think when you look at them, they're undervalued. But my pick here is going to be the under. I, you mentioned the defense. I, I think that defense is better than people give it credit for. And I think the Rams defense is still, you know, top notch. and could be one of those that could disrupt the entire thing with that front. So uh, I do think the Cardinals will win the game. But I'm, I'm going to take the under as my best bet in this game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring.
0: Well, yeah, you say that Arizona isn't getting much respect, but, I mean, this line was three, and it came down because, I don't know if you saw it, but the Rams rolled last week. You know, the Rams are back, baby. You know, they beat – oh, yeah, they beat the Jaguars. I don't think that really counts for anything if you beat Jacksonville. They were 0-5 against the spread before that game, so credit to them for for covering against one of the easiest teams in the league. Um, Arizona's offense benefited from short fields last week to score 33, but the important thing is Kyler Murray looked healthy, Um, and you mentioned he dominated that first meeting. Um if he's healthy, I think he could do the same here. Rams need to win to stay in division race, so you might see a of motivation Rams, you know, to go ahead and do this. But it's the same motivation for the Cardinals because they can put away the division essentially by beating the Rams here and, and earning the tiebreaker and uh maybe even you know getting week eighteen rest if you can get the if you can walk up the bye, you know, going into that week. Um so I'm glad that we're able to lay less than three and that it came down because I love Arizona. So my best bet's gonna be Arizona minus two and a half.
1: I am taking the Rams. I'm 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 going head to head with Arjun here in a game. I don't I don't know why I like the Rams so much in this spot. You know, Matthew Stafford. I don't. There's like a debate about whether or not he's hurt, and he said that he's not hurt. You know, there's been reports out there that he that he's dealing with injuries. You know. The total tells me that the Rams – that Vegas believes the Rams will be able to score pretty easily in this game, and I think they should be able to. Um, one of the concerns – and there's a good article in The Ringer by uh, Steven Ruiz, I think, that we're basically breaking down that Sean McVay's play calling has tended over the last couple of years to get kind of predictable in the second half of the season, and that – I think that's a bigger concern than Matthew Stafford's injuries, that they've got to figure out how to get a little less stale. Um, we saw them, the Rams – uh, I guess we saw we've we've seen games in the in this division where the underdog is a little more desperate, needs it a little bit more. You're catching points in a in a massive divisional game where, the, frankly, the Rams need to win this game just to avoid falling into that lower tier of playoff contenders. I, I just think LA finds a way here. I don't really have a great logic for it. The Cardinals are kind of scary, and it's only two and a half, so I don't blame anybody for backing the Cardinals. I, I will take the uh, the Rams though, and I think they win outright. I don't. I don't mind that total, Pete. I like the the idea that I'm, that's a pretty high total.
2: It is. It's a real, particularly for a rematch.
1: Yeah, uh, and late in the season in a divisional game with two teams that that are not afraid to run the ball a bunch. Speaking of divisional games, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, minus four at Washington with an over under of forty eight. Dak Prescott, 7-1 and one straight up, 6-2 and two against the spread in his career versus WFT. The over, by the way, 7-1 and one in those games. 21-6 uh, and six straight up in his de- career division starts for Dak, which is ridiculous. 19-7-1 against the spread, has just 17 TDs to one interception against the WFTs in his career. But, in concerning news for Dak Prescott, his coach, Mike McCarthy, came out and quasi-guaranteed a win. On Thursday for the Cowboys, he just said, we, we feel really confident we're going to win this game. And while maybe he's just saying, you know, coach speak, it did come off a little surprising, Pete. It did.
2: That's not usually Mike McCarthy like, uh, which is a little surprising. But you know what? Guarantees. What do they mean? <laughs> is it going to make, the, is it gonna make wa- his team play harder, Washington play harder? Once you can hit them out to go play, you know how I feel about that stuff. Uh, it's going to impact the game. None. Uh, I like Washington in the game. I'm going to take the points. I think they can win this game outright. I I just think the Cowboys are playing consecutive road games, and I know they had a little time off, uh, but that's always tough. And they just don't look right on offense. And I think you can move the ball on them on defense. Heineke's played good football. And and so the defense has made big strides in in Washington without Chase Young and without Sweat. And it's all because Jonathan Allen and those guys on the interior are dominating up front. And the corners have improved. I mean, the corners were terrible early in the season. They got that much better. So I'm going to take Washington. I think you're going to win the game outright. I said that last week with Pittsburgh. They won the game outright. I think Washington's in that same spot here. I think they win the game outright. You won't need the points.
0: This line opened five. Dallas minus five came down to four. And I think that's about where it should be. We saw it. Now it's at four and a half. So I guess when Mike McCarthy guarantees a win, that's worth a half point to the line. (laughs) Um, For some reason. So good job to the betters there for backing up his words. Dallas pass offense, finally able to all practice together. They've been been, you know, guys have been out left and right and COVID and all this stuff. Um, So I think they'll have success, even though the Washington defense has improved. I think the pass offense can get going. Washington's on a roll four straight wins. I think kind of due for a letdown when you get on that kind of winning streak, they jumped in the playoff race. They're, they're in playoff hunt now. And um you just kind of see it with these teams that they don't continue to ascend. They, they now have to face a little bit of adversity, and will they will they make it back. Uh, Dallas also got uh, DeMarcus Lawrence back last week. That's huge for their pass rush. And and if they're ahead, that helps stop the backdoor cover if you're getting better pass rush. So I, I was leaning to the Cowboys at minus four. Now that it's four and a half, I'm a little – Less on that, I'm probably staying away from this game with this number. I can see the argument for both sides. Um, but with how how many games Washington's winning in a row, you figure that this would be a three-point game, and the reason it's not, I think, is because the odds makers are seeing what Mike McCarthy's been seeing, and Dallas is going to go win this game. I got Washington as
1: the best bet as well, plus four. I, I loved it when I saw the – Oh, if, and obviously you prefer four and a half if you can get it. Um, I Look – the numbers from Dak are terrifying that he plays that well against division opponents, um, that he is covering the spread at that higher rate. But it's still a road divisional game. And, you know, I, Washington just, I understand that there is reason to believe that this team might sort of. As RJ points out, cr- like fall back down. There's also reason to believe that this is sort of what Ron Rivera is able to get out of a less than stellar roster in the second half of a season because we saw it last year too. They started two and six, became the first team since like 1970 to make the playoff. 19, I don't know. It was a long time to make the playoffs after starting two and six. They start two and six this year. And now the defense has been playing really well. Uh, since week s- uh, seven, I believe, they haven't given up more than 24 points. That was to the Packers uh, coming out of the bye. They've been locking teams down tougher test obviously with Dallas but Mike McCarthy back in the saddle now let's not forget that this Dallas team is prone to doing some dumb things offensively as in like they just feed Zeke Elliott way too much they don't utilize their best players and it puts them in a position where they're sort of forced to to make less than you know EV decisions in terms of how they distribute the ball with Dak I think Taylor Heineke I don't think he's some know top level starter. I think he's good enough to win these games or at least keep the keep them competitive. Cowboys might win, but I think it's less than a field goal or a field goal or less with the Cowboys winning the game. So I'll take Washington plus four as a best bet. The oh man, what a game we have for you on CBS on Sunday afternoon. The Bills at the Bucks I mean I'm assuming this is Nance Romo and Tracy Wolfson. Bucks minus three and a half over under 53 and a half. This is a tough spot for Buffalo, Pete. And they are coming off the Monday night games. so a short, re- short week. You're going down to Tampa to play uh, a guy in Tom Brady who I believe is 32-3 and all-time against the Bills. Different team, obviously, but he's owned the Bills in his career. He's, he's on, he has a 13 – his longest win streak against any one opponent is 13 games against the Bills. His fifth longest win streak against any opponent is nine games And it is currently going on against the Bills. So he gets a chance to extend it to 10 here. I mean, this is just its an unbelievable tough spot for the Bills. I'm surprised the line is a little bit higher. Uh, What do you like in this game?
2: I like the over. I think you're going to see a lot of points. I think Tampa Bay's defense is bad. Mm. And they're playing bad. I mean, they have the talent to be playing much better. And I know they're getting guys back week by week in the secondary. But they should be better than what they are. Uh, And so I think Josh Allen, after that, you know, horrible wind game I can't stand the wind I hate the wind ruins football I don't mind the snow I don't like I don't mind the cold the bitter cold the snow but the wind just takes the game and makes it you know 1920s again it's awful and he even ripped a few through the wind which is incredible I don't know how he did it um but you know I think that he's going to get back to throwing the ball over the place in this game against those those people in the secondary who are struggling back there and on the other side, I think the, the, the Bucks will still score. The Buffalo defense has some concerns, that, and, but I think they're built more so to play the pass than they are to run, and we saw that the other night. They got gashed. So I, I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. For that reason, I'm going to take the over.
0: They are feel more to play the pass, but they lost their best cornerback and didn't really come back to bite him and when Mac Jones is throwing three passes. But this is where you you have to face Brady without Tredavious White. I don't know that, that pass defense is going to have success. Um, the defense for the Bucks did look suspect against Atlanta. You know, they're not they're not that good, but they still are the Super Bowl favorites. And Buffalo might not even make the playoffs. They're sitting at the seventh seed now. If they lose this game, you know, they who knows? You know, they 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 have um I believe the Panthers after that and then the Patriots again. So, I mean, you get to the last few games and they might be looking at an uphill battle. Um, I think the Buffalo offense, when it's playing at its best and it's having a good day, can go blow for blow with Tampa Bay, especially with that defense not playing great. Um, but they are inconsistent. They could also fall apart and, and look terrible. Um, and I just don't know which Buffalo we're going to get week in and week out. Um, If we're getting the good Buffalo offense, then this spread could go either way. It's probably close to 50-50. Like it a lot better at the Tampa side when it was minus three, obviously, now it's up a little bit high. Um, But even if it's three on a neutral, I'm leaning Tampa. In Tampa, I love it. So even at three and a half, I made Tampa best bet.
1: I got the Bills as a best bet. Fun times. I'm head-to-head with RJ in two of the biggest games of the week. What could possibly go wrong? Um, Now, look. The three and a half—that's pretty key here because I think this could end up being a close game. It's uh, if you're betting on at Caesars, uh, the Bills are plus three and a half minus one fifteen, which means that you know this line is more likely than not to drift down to three uh, as opposed to going in the opposite direction. I do agree with you, Pete, that I think we'll see plenty of passing here and plenty of scoring. Um, And so, you know, one of the arguments for the Bills is that their past events is the best in football, but that doesn't—you know—that was before. That was that was the rating before the win game. I guess the win game would technically help them and not not hurt them. But they also haven't played a game without Tre'Davious White, which has to be concerning uh, if if you're Buffalo. Now, so I mean, I think Tom Brady's going to score and be able to pass the ball pretty easily. They've they've played great at home, um, but I don't think to your point that the Bucs can slow down the Buffalo offense. I mean, this is a uh, a Bills offense that should come in this game. Like the Bills are too good a team to come off of that loss to New England and just. Hang their head and give up on the season and call it off. I mean, th- this is a really good Bills team. I- I'm not buying all the internal strife that's being bandied about after you know uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde didn't want to answer a dumbass question from Jerry Sullivan, who asked if they were embarrassed. I-, I think this is a good Bills team with a good coaching staff, a ton of talent across the board on the roster, and they're going to go down there on Monday night. Josh Allen plays well in primetime. They've been embarrassed. Um, They know the Bucks will probably try and run the football. I think they'll have a better game against the run. And then I think we'll see uh, Josh Allen has ripped some nice throws in some very clean Tampa weather. I do think we'll see plenty of scoring. I think Buffalo keeps it uh, within a field goal here. So give me the bills. What do you think about Jerry Sullivan, by the way, Pete? you know him? I don't know him.
2: I don't know him. I know of him. Um, I Look, there, we've been around this league a long time, and there's always one or two, three, four, five-beat guys that, uh, you know, make it about themselves instead of getting the answer to the question that they really want. And, um, there's a right way and a wrong way. Look, I've had plenty of run-ins with players in my time because of the questions I asked and plenty of run-ins with coaches because of the questions I asked, but you don't do it in a way where you embarrass them and, and, or try to and make them look bad. I, I thought that was, I didn't like it. Um, but I've seen it over and over where they make it more about themselves than trying to get the actual answer to the question.
1: Back in my day, people answered those questions like, "What do you talk? What do you mean, back in your day? Do you play?" Back in the, back in his day, they would have thrown a helmet at him. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. That's what that's what Brady Quinn and I were saying too on the pod. Is like, um, on, on earlier this week on the BQ F FBS F- or Brady Quinn football show. Um, it's like we were like, what if Pete? We're like, can't you see Pete? Like, not not that you would ask that kind of question in the public setting, but you would you would ask questions to them heads up. You know, like you weren't afraid to ask honest questions. And um, and we're like, yeah, like. I was like, Pete has like tons of stories of like people like thinking about beating him, like players who were like, I like contemplating beating him up because of what well, he wrote. Blow well, my
2: car up! I had one of those once in back <laughs> you in the day. Had to blow
1: your car up! I remember that <laughs> on the practice field. <laughs> he had it. Can you imagine if somebody said that now? Like you? Oh no! No, I like, "I'll blow your car up, Prisco!" No like, way! Like, no way! Were you scared when you got in your car? Oh. Yeah, I, mean, I guess he's oh. not going to. He's not gonna I mean, fly. I had a
2: player. I had a player pull me over, like when I was driving down a, a road in Jacksonville, and he he came up next to me and he he rolled down his window and and saw me and and looked at me and put his fist up.
1: And I got <laughs> <had, "Get laughs> out
2: of here and I sped away from him. <laughs> and they, they were, look that went that went on way more back in the day. And I'm going to say it like an old guy because before social media, they could get away with stuff.
1: That's right. Uh, things were a lot different back back in the day. You know what you couldn't do. If you needed to get a uh, custom-made suit back in the day, you couldn't <laughs> could do it online. That's right. And now, thanks to, uh, look, it's, uh, we, got, we, got, you know, we got Christmas parties we got to go to. You got to look sharp. You got to you know, be out in the town. You can't be walking around dressed like a schlub. You need everything to be tight. And that's where Indochino comes into play. I can personally attest to the fact that if you shop on Indochino.com, it is next-level customization. You measure everything: neck, shoulders, lats, stomach, uh, ribs. I don't know. Every you measure everything. There's like so many pieces. I, I didn't even know that you needed to measure for a custom suit. Now I understand why the little tailor stands there and does the you know the thing with the, you know where he's measuring you, uh, and you you come away incredibly pleased at the product that you receive from Indochino because it is it makes you feel confident, stylish. It fits perfectly, absolutely tailored to perfection, and. You know, let's say you want to put your uh, you want a little uh, monogram on the sleeve or on the, on the pocket. That all comes included. Entertainer offers custom fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. As I mentioned, you can get uh, everything, customize every detail. Fabric, lapel, monogram, statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $4.29 and shirts from $79 with all customizations included. So give yourself a custom closet revamp with Indochino or give the gift of great style with an Indochino gift card for for, for your holiday of choosing. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X, at Indochino.com. That's $50 of a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. Promo code PICK6. Next game up. The Raiders at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 9.5 with an over-under of 48. The Raiders are averaging eight point, 18.8 points per game over their last five, and have the worst third down conversion percentage, twenty-two percent, in the NFL. The Chiefs, five and zero, their last five games are the best third down defensive conversion percentage at twenty-six percent. Do the Chiefs keep it up? Is the Ra- are the Raiders just doing their annual sw- like swan song here, Pete? That's what it kind of feels like. With the with the caveat that they lost their you know a number one receiver and their head coach in in the last you know two months. Yeah,
2: they've had to deal with the ton. Uh, it's hard to deal with that stuff. I mean, people don't think it is, but it is. And I think that's starting to show up. And look, the last time the Chiefs played them, they destroyed him. They dominated him. That was the best offensive performance of the year for them. They haven't been good on offense like that since. Uh, but I think they're going to get back to that. And their defense is playing great football. The Chiefs, the, the, they finally made the move. Now Chris Jones is inside where he should have been all along. That was a bad decision. I think Ingram has helped them with the edge rush. And the secondary people are like Sneed's playing better. The young linebackers are running to the football. They're much better. And so I think that defense will limit that offense. And I don't think there's going to be a ton of points score, but I think the Chiefs offense will be a lot better than it's been at times. Uh, and I think they'll score enough to cover this number. It's a big number, the division game, particularly a second division game, but I'm going to lay it anyways.
0: Yeah, if you get the Chiefs. Offense that you had in that Raiders game the first time, and they're going to win this one running away and easily cover. But um, like you said, we haven't seen that offense since that game. As a fake cover by them against the Broncos last week, the offense looked pretty awful in that game. Should have been like a 13-10 type of final, and um, you know they just ha- somehow the Denver didn't cover that. Um, so Vegas done Dallas on Thanksgiving. They scored 16 or less in their other four games since the bye. So that offense is not looking good. Um, That Chiefs defense makes me look under on any highest number for their total, Uh, but the total's been coming down all all week. So if you didn't get it early in the week, I don't know if I'm playing it at 48 um, because it's already dropped four points. I am playing the Raiders plus nine and a half as a best bet. I'm just going to keep going back to the well with this Chiefs offense not looking great, expecting these low scoring games that they win closely rather than running away. So I got the Raiders.
1: Oh, that's me. Sorry, I completely blanked out. What are,
2: uh, hey, wake up over there!
1: <laughs> I was I was, uh, I was coordinating some things. Uh, I've got the Chiefs here, and I almost made it a best bet. I ended up passing just because I had a big enough card where I didn't think I needed to add one more. It's a huge number, and the Raiders. Maybe this is their last gasp at, at trying to get make a playoff run, but it just feels like you know they had those two wins going into the bye, and it was just like oh like a like a. Like an emotional letdown, you got a coach, a head coach who's never done this before. You have Derek Carr, who uh, is, was having a really good season and still is, but you know just doesn't have the weapons out there. and the defense wasn't going to hold up its end of the bargain for the, for the, for the full season. I, I didn't think. The question is, can the chiefs you know be more efficient on offense? Um, the defense has held teams, I think they had to lay by score. I think they've given up 56 total points in their five and a run. I would think that they can limit the Raiders as well with, with the lack of a deep threat, You know, depending on how much they get Deshaun Jackson involved. But, I mean, I tend to lean towards the Chiefs here. Didn't make it a best bet, but I, I, would, I think the Chiefs could blow them out. Certainly there is backdoor potential here uh, for Derek Carr and the Raiders. And I, I, I agree with you, Pete. I don't think we'll see a ton of points. The under is not a terrible look here, even though this matchup has gone over uh, each of the last three times these teams have played. Jaguars are the Titans. Titans are Minus eight and a half with an over under of 43 and a half. Pete, uh, the Jaguars, I'm, as you've pointed out, and I credit you every time I talk about this on radio this week, people are like, what, you know, what do you, it's like, so, so, ask about like the Trevor Lawrence thing, right? Cause he's averaging like 5.5 yards per attempt or something just miserable. Maybe it's like 4.5. I tweeted it out. Um, but the, like, people are like, what's, what's wrong with Lawrence? I'm like, well, as Pete Briscoe likes to point out, because you're locked in on the Jacksonville stuff, this James Robinson thing is ridiculous. It's like Urban Meyer's like, I don't know. I don't know what the running back rotation is. Like, what do you mean you don't know what the running back rotation is? He, he Maybe he's just a figurehead, Pete. Maybe he's not even in charge down there. just a, a figurehead coach. Your thoughts? He, he is a figurehead. Hey, that's a good
2: word. I like that word. Look, that's, that place is a disaster. It's a with a capital D across the board. And – offensively, they are so predictable. They don't have anybody who can win outside. And what he's done to James Robinson is criminal. Why didn't he put him back in the game at the end of the game last week to carry it twice in the it, when the game was decided by 30 points? They have no idea what they're doing. Players are starting to push back. Uh, it's a problem. And this is a bad combination. You have a bad team going on the road in the division after playing a, a road game, coming all the way back and not getting back until, you know, started again until Monday morning because you, you flew all night and you got a rested team coming off a bye. Bad combination. Not only that, add in the history, they've dominated them in Nashville. I think the, the Jaguars won four times since 2003 in Nashville. This will be a beat down. The defense has been okay at times, and they're starting to get to the point where they're getting you know, beat down because they don't have any uh, offensive help, and it's starting to show it's bleeding over. So I'm going to take Tennessee minus the 8.5. It's a big number, but I'm taking it.
0: Yeah, and yet with all those things you say, um, you know, the Sharps have pounded this uh, on Jacksonville and moved it down. It was double digits, and now it's down to eight and a half. Um, so with that move, I kind of like them. Jacksonville at double digits. I'm not going to play them here. Um, their defense is terrible, um, but they have a shot of not getting trounced against a beat-up Tennessee offense. I don't know what to expect from the offense. I think that's why the numbers come down. How can you lay so many points with the Titans offense that you just don't know what it is at this point. Jacksonville's offense best game came against Tennessee in week five, 454 total yards, 108 rushing or 198 rushing yards. Maybe they can get back to the ground game here and, and make it work and keep this game close. So my lean would be to Jacksonville, but because it's already come down so much, I'm not looking to play it.
1: I've got the Titans as a best bet as well. Riding with Pete here, uh, Ryan Tannehill versus, oh, what place? I'm, I'm, I'm over 500 last three weeks of my best bets. Uh, Tannehill four and O versus the Jaguars. I feel like it should be five and O, but whatever. Seventy four percent completions, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, ten point three yards per attempt. He will get Julio Jones back this week. That I mean, that doesn't seem like it should matter that much, but Julio could go nuclear on this Jaguar secondary. And you know they need Griffin's
2: him supposed to be back this week, though. Who is Griffin?
1: Okay, uh, that matters. Um, still, like Julio having Julio there. Just as a true number one wide receiver, instead of having like Nick westbrook akini as your top guy, uh, it is a massive difference. And the Titans ran really well in their their last game against the the Patriots. Had two hundred yard rushers in that game with Dont'a Foreman and and and, uh, and Hilliard there. The other thing that is I, I was shocked to find, and I actually found this on my own, but it was in our research packet that we get from our excellent CBS Sports HQ research team, which I hadn't bothered to go look myself because they did a better job with it. But Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel off the bye. Mike Vrabel off the bye. He is 3-0 and off the bye, straight up, and against the spread, including two outright wins as an underdog beating the 2018 Cowboys, who were 10-16, and the 2020 Buffalo Bills, who were a 13-win team, and he smoked the Jaguars in 2019. They, for whatever, Vrabel's just great off the bye, and I think it continues here. I think they'll be able to move the ball easily against Jacksonville, run up the score, and beat, beat the Jaguars by 21 points. This Jaguars team, winless on the road, a pathetic organization, pathetic franchise at this point. And, you know, like you don't want they to fire, They should
2: fire Urban Meyer, okay? Let me not put that out there. I right. said it on their airwaves many a time. Never got in trouble for it either, amazingly. Uh, but I, uh, but I, he's, he needs to go.
1: He needs to go. Like, if this dude ruins Trevor Lawrence because he can't figure out how to operate an NFL franchise, it's going to be really disappointing.
2: And then, He's got the biggest coaching staff in the league. I mean, it's just it's, – it's a bad staff. It's just yep. – it's a bad situation. Get him out.
1: Get the figurehead out of there. Lions at the Broncos. Broncos minus 8.5. Hosting the now no longer winless Detroit Lions with an over-under of 42. The Lions are 110 and one straight up, but eight and four against the spread. Just incredible. Um, Pete, do, do, I'm, curious, I'm curious how the Lions respond because I think a lot of teams would be popping the champagne to get that one win. I kind of feel like Dan Campbell might be able to keep them motivated to try to go chase another W.
2: Well they've been at every most every game. I mean before against his pads, incredible. I had him as a best bet last week. I loved him last week and uh, I like him this week. I'm gonna put him in this best bet this week. That number's too big. The Denver offense stinks. Let's be real. I mean, they with all the weapons they have on the outside, the offense is limited at times. And, and I think it has a lot to do with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. And and, and I do think that the Lions will hang around. I mean, they, they looked decent on offense last week. Jerichoff made some good plays last week. So I'm going to take the Lions at the eight and a half as one of my best bets. I'm riding with the Lions, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Denver's offense is not great. Uh, They'll have a much easier time in this matchup. A lot of offenses are going to look bad against that Chiefs defense. Goff had a rare good day in the win, but Denver's number four in points per drive allowed. So I don't know that the Lions are going to score a ton of points here. I do know it's definitely a letdown spot when you get your first win this late in the season that um, I don't expect much from a team the next week, uh, desperation's gone for Detroit. Um, So it feels like a 30 to 13 type of game for me. Um, So, you know, Detroit, he said eight and four against the spread. They covered four straight. Um, It felt like this number was going down. People were on Detroit It moved down to seven and a half. So I'm like, um, I might be able to get seven here before I lay with Denver, and then it shot back up to eight and a half. So um, you know they're not they're not letting it creep any any lower than eight. People are going to be on Denver, um, but rather than just lay the points with Denver, which I think is fine, I tease this one under three to get it to minus two and a half as part of my teaser, um, and I'm hoping that you know the people will play it down a little more and I can get seven and a half before I lay lay the number with Denver because I think that's the side I want to be on here. Well, it doesn't look like you're going to get seven and a half because it's up to 10 at Caesars well, now go. at this point. <laughs> uh, my goodness.
1: Uh, Pete. So I why mean, don't I get to 10? Nah, yeah, you get eight and a half. You can retract your best bet if you want, though.
2: No, I'm not. Okay. I like
1: yeah. Um, I, I like the under here uh, as a best bet. Under 42. It is, of course, a low number, but – the Broncos are, have gone under in their last six. They are 10-2 and two to the under on the year. They have a conservative head coach in Vic Fangio. They have a conservative play caller in Pat Sherman. They have a conservative quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. And they're going to try and run the ball effectively with, by the way, I love uh, Javante Williams. I don't know, Debo, see if the, the Caesars have any props up for Javante Williams, if you don't mind scrolling over. I'm just curious to see because I think no Melvin Gordon uh, – no, you got to go up uh, – sorry, go up to player props. Um, no, they don't have them. Um, so, I just think Javante Williams is going to eat in this game. It's a great matchup for him. He's an um, outstanding young player. I mean, I watched him destroy NC State at Carolina, and he looked incredible against the Chiefs on Sunday night. I think he has another big game, and I think the Broncos will lean on that. Um, the Lions have gone under in all five of the road games this season, and the Broncos, in terms of cumulative points allowed per game, like you know the, the, the team – you know, each team and their opponent, on average, Broncos 39.7 total points on the season. That is the lowest by far in the NFL. The only team under 40 total points. 42 is a really low over under, but I think we can get there with two offenses that will be pretty lethargic. And um, you know, Detroit's not going to try and get crazy. They're going to sort of. They're like the conservative boxer that hangs around and and tries to uh, just stay within stay within range striking distance. Uh, so I will take the under as a best bet. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, the Bengals fall from Grace continue? Next. The 49ers at the Bengals. 49ers are minus one. This was Bengals minus one and a half. I guess it's, it's moved pretty substantially. Over under 48 and a half, which is quite a bit, uh, quite a few points. By the way, oh, 49ers are now minus one and a half. So if you like the Niners. I do get it in now the over five and one in the last six Bengals games. And would you guys, would you believe me if I told you that the number two and number three uh, quarterbacks in terms of pass or yards per pass attempt are playing in this game, Jimmy G and Joe Burr are two and three behind Kyler Murray. I didn't even believe it when I saw it. Yes.
0: I
2: mean, Jimmy G's actually played decent football. for this. Yeah. Yes. Which oh, begs the question, why the, why, the, why the, the hell did you pick Trey
1: Lance? Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Niners minus one and a half over under 48 and a half. What do you think?
2: I don't really like this game. I, this is a tough game for me. It really was. And, and because I know the Niners are playing back to back road games, which I hate. Um, but not only, not only that, um, the Bengals are desperate right now. I think both teams are desperate. It's kind of like a pseudo little playoff game. Uh, but I, I do think the Bengals will will play well in this game. And I'd I lean to the Bengals just because I think Burrow is due for another big game. He hasn't had a big explosive game in a long time. He played well last week. He just got beat up. I mean, he got beat up physically last week. They were down two linemen uh, and it showed up on the, on the tape. So I, I'm going to take the Bengals, but I don't love the game at all.
0: It was since minus one early in the week. And I, I took San Francisco plus one on sports line at that time. Um, it, it moved on early Wednesday or late Tuesday to San Francisco minus one and a half. I think Debo just sent the wrong team favored when he sent us the lines there. Um, But both teams have been hot. They're now coming off a loss. San Francisco defense played well despite the final score. We talked about how uh, Seattle's yards per play was was pretty low, and they should not have scored that many points in the game. Looks like Fred Warner could be back in this game. I believe he returned to full practice on on Wednesday um, since he lost a key linebacker as well. So even if Warner can't play since he's dealing with the same issue on their side with Logan Wilson Hurt, um, I'm working Concerned with Joe Burrow's finger injury, it looked like he struggled to play through it, and I'm also shocked at how bad since he's deep played early against the Chargers. Um, I wonder if, if Shanahan can replicate what the Chargers are doing in that game to have some success here. Um, I'm not really worried about the injuries to the San Francisco running backs in this game because they just, you know, rinse and repeat with whoever running backs they have. It just it seems like every single year Eli Mitchell was no, nobody talked about him before the start of the season, and he's become their number one running back. So throw whoever you want out there for that running game. They'll get it done. Um, so I, my lean is still to San Francisco at minus one and a half, but I'm not playing it when I, when I already took it at plus one um, earlier in the week. I got the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, I, I put in the bet.
1: I thought we were betting it at plus one, but yeah. I mean, I, what am I getting on this, Devo, for my line? Uh, minus one.
0: Yeah. RJ, that sound fair.
1: Yeah. yeah minus one. My, minus one was what we sent out to, to bet on. Now it's obviously minus one and a half. I mean, if I, I would take minus, I mean, I'm a sucker, obviously, but I would take my, I would take, I would just lay my 125 rather than the minus one and a half if I had missed one, mainly because I'm petrified for the 49ers to win by one. Um, I do think we see a ton of points in this game. You know, this is a, a spot where the Bengals have really been opening things up and this is 49ers secondary susceptible. The 49ers also, even with, you know, like when they have Debo Samuel, back, and, and I would say this is it's sort of dependent on Debo Samuel being in there just because. They were averaging over 170 rush yards per game when Debo, in the three games uh, that they won, where Debo was in the backfield getting carries, it just opened up the flow of their offense. It made life easier on the running backs. It made life easier on Jimmy Garoppolo. I expect Debo comes back and is ready to go for this game. I think they're able to put up plenty of points against a Bengals defense that has uh, had a pretty dramatic slide backwards in terms of points allowed over the last six games. That's why those overs have been hitting. And um, I like the 49ers as a best bet. I think the 49ers are still – Very much alive in the playoff conversation. And if they can get to the postseason with Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle healthy and get one – they've got to get some of these running backs healthy too, I think it can be a pretty big problem uh, in in the playoffs if they get there. Giants at Chargers.
2: They did lose at Seattle last week, by the way, just to remind you.
1: Of course they did. But as you point out, you watch the game, you looked at the stats, you you watch the offensive line, they should have won.
2: Shoulda, coulda,
1: woulda. They didn't. Well, but I'm saying they're three and one with a loss with a weird loss. I'll take that.
2: Yes.
1: Giants and Chargers. Chargers are minus ten over under forty three. A ton of injuries in COVID list situations in this game. The Giants are likely starting Jake From. Um, I don't. I don't know. Do you, it looks like it looks like it's going to be Jake From. I didn't feel comfortable asking Mike if he's clear if Glennon. If you're like, hey, what's your uh, you, how's your head doing? Um, but I, I, mean, I think he's doing fine, but concussion protocol is probably going to keep him out. Daniel Jones, I think, can't play uh, or has been ruled out in this game. Probably going to be yeah. Jake from State Farm, friend of the podcast, by the way. Uh, the Chargers won't have Keenan Allen for this game. Additionally, Mike Williams has been placed on the COVID list, but he is uh, only a close contact and is vaccinated, I believe. So was so
2: Chris Harris. So is so Chris, is Chris Harris. Harris.
1: So both of those guys can play if they get two negative tests 24 hours apart. Well, Friday. Friday,
2: Well, know, you'll know Friday.
1: Well, yeah, um, you'll know on Friday. Um, um, yeah, I,
2: yeah I, I just can't take the Giants. I just can't. And mm-hmm. I don't love the game. It's a big number. I don't care who's playing quarterback. That's a big number for, for the Chargers. But I, my lean would be to the Chargers because I just think the Giants last week, their offensive line got just beat up by Miami, just beat up as it's been getting all year. And I think the Chargers will get all over whoever plays quarterback. So. My lean is to the Chargers, but that number is bloated um, a little bit too much for my liking. But I I would take the Chargers not a best bet.
0: I think you're muted, RJ. Sorry, thanks. I was typing in some stuff. Um, Yeah, Chargers are coming off just a second win of more than six points, but they weren't as dominant as the score looks in that game. Um, Bengals rolled rolled all the way back, even with Bro's finger injury, and then it kind of got away at the end. I think the Giants continue to play well on defense. They're completely let down by the offense, but the defense has shown up, um, you know, week in and week out and putting together good games. From likely to start this week, like you said, but it's not like he can do much worse than what we've seen the last few weeks from that offense, actually most of the year from that offense. And the offense shouldn't have to, run, to throw the ball much, you know. Uh, offense should be run heavy with Saquon against the bad. Chargers rush defense. So if that's the game plan going in, I didn't think they can score a few points here. Uh, Chargers have to face... Kansas City on Thursday night football. It's a terrible look. this a spot for for them coming into this game as favorites at home, which was a great home field advantage. Um, So you see some Giants fans in stands here. Um, So why rush some of these players back if they're questionable? We'll see if Williams plays. We'll see if Allen's able to play. I know that he could probably still get cleared if he gets a two negative test, even though. It's unlikely, um, but with those question marks in mind, I think this number's too high. I gave it out at plus 10 and a half, went to 10 and a half at Sportsline, um, but I'm still making it the best bet at plus 10 for the Giants here. I just don't think the Chargers deserve to be favored by a ton of points, really against anyone except for the worst teams in the league, the Houstons, the Jackson Bills, and I don't think the Giants defense is playing badly enough to put them in that category.
1: Well, I was worried about going head-to-head with you on another Best bet, but now I'm not because you said that the the Chargers shouldn't be favored by 10 points against the worst teams in football. The Giants are one of the worst teams in football. They stink. They stink out loud. Uh, I actually like the I kind of like the under here too. I like it more at 44, obviously, just because it's a key number and you know, when if Mike and because Mike Williams might end up playing, but I mean Joe Judge, since he took over the Giants' job, is 26 and two. To the under. That is 77% to the under, a league best in that time span. This this Giants team, like there was a fake quote out there, or there's a there's a quote out there from a fake, a fake Joe Judge quote on a fake Twitter account. It's like Wesley Steinberg or somebody. He's like a like a, a parody of a Giants insider. But every time he tweets something, it's totally believable. Joe Judge was like, why he punted, you know, the, the fake quote was, that's why he punted on uh, fourth and two from the opponent's 46. He's like, you know, we, we are a three-phase team, and we wanted to make sure that we got that third phase involved early and got him involved often. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy really – and you, you read it like three times before you can even realize it's a fake quote. It sounds like something real that Joe Judge would do. So I have, I have no interest in backing Joe Judge and the Giants or Jake Fromm. The pass rush can get after him, and if he has to throw, it's going to be a problem for them against that Chargers secondary, especially if Chris Harris plays. Even without Keenan Allen, I think the Chargers can stretch the field. I have the Chargers as a best bet, minus 10. The Saints, five-point favorites at the Jets with an over-under of 43. Both teams coming off ugly losses as home dogs. The Saints are on their first five-game losing streak since 2005. They're also 0-5. In that stretch, Alvin Kamara likely back for the first time since week nine. Worth noting over that five-game stretch. Obviously, Jameis Winston didn't play any of those games. Alvin Kamara missed four. Mark Ingram missed one. Adam Troutman two. Ryan Ramchick two. Teron Armstead three. Andrews Pete five. Marcus Davenport two. I mean, they, they were littered with injuries, Pete. Uh can they can they bounce back and, and try to salvage a season as as big favorites on the road against the Jets? They're getting
2: some guys back, and Camaros and getting back, like you mentioned, but I, I think they can. I, I mean, look, the biggest losses has been the tackles, you know, Ramchick and Armstead. You know, not having your tackles, you can't block. And I don't care who's the running back. You're going to have all kinds of problems. And, and even with Taysom Hill, a quarterback, I still think they can go in. And when, you saw the Jets game last week. They make Gardner Minshew look good, and we know he isn't any good. And, and so I, I think that even Taysom Hill, who's bad, by the way, can't throw the ball at all, can move the ball with his legs maybe hit a couple shot passes down the field i'll take the saints minus the points uh in this one not as the best bet
0: i have the best bet uh with the saints uh, minus five Taysom struggled passing especially after suffering the injury but he still managed 400 yards of offense versus a good defense now he's facing the jets who like you said minshu went up and down the field they had seven straight scoring drives to start that game and then the eighth one they were way ahead and they just punted and that was game over Um, So I think here for Taysom, it's going to be much easier facing this defense that couldn't stop Minshew at all. Um, Jets offense played great to start that game, then they fell apart after their first three drives. So if they're getting better week by week, maybe they have four good drives in them this week. But I don't know that I'm counting on too much from the Jets here Um, to get right spot for slumping New Orleans team getting extra rest. Watch the injury report for the offensive tackles. Obviously, uh, Armstead, I believe, started the week limited at practice, so he looks like he's a little bit further on check, But getting at least one of those guys back will be work wonders for that offensive line, especially with Kamara coming back too. Um, so Norland's on that five-game losing streak. There's, you know, when you see teams losing five straight games, they're typically not favored by five and a half six points on the road. There's a reason for it. That's how bad the Jets are. So I have the the Saints as a best bet at minus five. I kind of,
1: t- I took the jets, I think on the site and I don't, I don't feel good about it. I, I, I tend to agree with uh, RJ on that injury report thing. Like that's sort of what matters more than anything to me. If the saints get back to, you know, full health or whatever you want to describe it is, you know, with where they have enough guys, you know, they have some tackles back. They have Kamara back. Um, you Know any sort of weapons. Deontay Harris has suspended a few games, but I mean they're clearly a much better team than the Jets. And the defense for the Saints, I don't just don't, I'm not sure how the, the Jets score on them. I feel like the, the 43 is kind of a high total. That feels like that could go under as well. There's just something stinky about this game in general that I don't I don't want to mess with. So I don't have a best bet on it. Two bad
2: teams. How about that? That's pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, oh, but I will point out it's on CBS. So that's exciting for everybody. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a great game. Who, who gets stuck with who gets stuck having to call this game from like our announcing crew? Like, that's not the Nance Romo game, right? Like, dude, I don't no, know who's calling not. it. I, what, I mean, do you like, I mean, having being a professional NFL, NFL announcer is an awesome job. But if you get like, if Kevin Harlan, they're like, hey, Kevin, you're going to call Jet Saints. Are you like, oh, come on, man? Um, come on. Anyway, I should probably move on before I get fired. Bears at the Packers. Packers minus 12 and a half. My goodness. Over under 43. This is the first time the Bears have been double-digit dogs since to the Packers since 2013, which is like a shocking number. I would not have believed that if you had told me that because the Bears have just been mediocre. The most interesting aspect of this game to me, Pete, is that the last time these teams played in Soldier Field, Aaron Rodgers scores a rushing touchdown, runs over to the, some Bears fan gives him the double bird. And he screams, I own you. I own you.
2: Well, and, he said a couple other words. That. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I bleep and own you. Um, and then this week, Aaron Rodgers was asked, he was like, do you regret your comments about uh, your, about I own you? And, it's and Rogers response. Like Rogers already hates the media right now, except for the Pat McAfee show. And congratulations to Pat on his lucrative uh, contract with FanDuel. Rogers said, he's like, look, <laughs> okay. I and mean, first of all, it was like said in the heat of a game. So it wasn't like he said it at a press conference, but then he replied, he goes, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The stats back it up. Don't they? I mean, do the stat.' And they're like, well, yeah, I guess so with this game, Rodgers can become – he can tie Bart Starr for the most wins all time by a Packers quarterback against the Bears. So he can literally own the I own you thing. It's 12 and a half. It's a ton of points, but it's in prime time. Rodgers is pissed off. He's, like, gunning for the number one seed. And now everybody's made him angry about the I own you comments, Pete. Do you think that he unleashes on Chicago here?
2: I do. Uh, I, I do. And uh, I almost made this a best bet, but yeah, I didn't. Um I mean, the history – it just tells you what he's going to do to him. I mean, he's dominated. I mean, he's not wrong when he says he's owned them. And the Bears offensively are awful. And the Packers are, you know, getting guys back maybe in this game. Uh, They're getting healthier. And they're coming off a bye. I mean, it it all shapes up well for Green Bay to blow them out. So, yeah, I'll take – in fact, add it in. I like the Packers as a best bet. Add
1: it in. uh,
2: in We don't have any picks for the parlay, by the way. No, we will. We'll get them. Uh, by the way, Andrew Catalan and uh, James Lofton calling the Jet Saints game this week.
1: So God, Godspeed, gentlemen. Two good announcers. Drew the short end of the stick here. But hey, you know what? Maybe it's close to home. It's in New York. So then maybe
0: that'll be easier. My suggestion for the parlay is we each pick our favorite pick and throw it in, and we'll uh, make the three that way instead of trying to agree on three because Ooh. it seems like lowest common denominator. We always pick some stuff that loses because we're like, I kind of like point. I, good like
2: point. I like so, it.
0: Figure out your best pick, and we'll throw that in the parlay at the end. Use um, you—you added it in as a best bet. I had it as a best bet the whole time. Green Bay minus twelve and a half, huge spread considering the lowish total. But Green Bay—you talked about their history against Chicago. Who? What about this year? They're a cover machine at home. They're ten and two against the spread this year. Five and zero against the spread at home. If not for the Vikings' loss, which was a close game that could go either way, they would have covered eleven straight. Um, Chicago just one and six against the spread in their last seven. Their defense gives up a bunch of points, even if the yards allowed is solid. It's not like Kyler Murray went up and down the field on that game. He was 11 for 15 and his yardage wasn't that great. And the the Cardinals still scored 33 because Chicago was just letting people score points at will. I think the only chance Chicago has is with Justin Fields. And they, they kind of identified that he looks like he's going to play this game. quote unquote medically cleared. And I think the medical clearance came from Matt Nagy trying to save his job because he's going to get fired (laughs) if he doesn't win any games down the stretch. And he feels like Fields probably gives him the best chance to win. Um, But, you know, I think the rest of the coaching staff is updating amazed they're not really thinking about saving their jobs they're thinking about where they're going next and and i wouldn't be surprised if they're checked out here um so green bay aaron Rodgers owns this team he gets a win either way either the team he is the owner of gets a win or he gets a win himself so i think he's going to just roll in this game and uh prove that he was right with that that quote and i i have best bet green bay minus 12, 12 and a half all right
1: well i i would actually can i i want to add the packers too Give me the Packers the best bet as well. I always put them in there. Um, and I, again, I was worried my card was uh, too, too big, but I will, uh, I'll add the Packers as well. Who wants to claim the Packers as their uh, best bet in the parlay? Since we have all three agreement here. We'll
0: see, we'll see down the road. We'll, we'll see whoever the best, who has that number one. Now I have a different one for number one that I'm sure someone's going to hate, but, but well, then uh, I'll take, we'll, I'll take, we'll, I'll take well, Pete, do you want the Packers?
2: No, I'll tell
1: you. No, I added him in. All I got right. other best bets. All right, I'll take the Packers in. I mean, I I, okay. I don't care. Somebody's got to take the Packers.
0: I think all three of us have them. Let's take the Packers. So, Packers oh, might have a and half. The whole point I was when we agree on picks, picks, they lose. So, I mean, you don't have to take them. If you take you know whatever not, your, your, it's not your number, pick, it's not your one, number, pick number pick one pick is. Right, all right. All right. Well, look. Yeah, we'll but what him. happens,
2: though? What happens, RJ, if his number one pick is opposite of your number one
0: pick? That's what I'm saying. Then whoever gets it first gets it. Or where we okay. cancel each other out and move to number two. <laughs> All, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Here's
1: what we'll do. After we finish, we got got uh, three more games. After we finish those games, we'll, we'll we'll rip through the parlay and give it out. That's a more natural okay. way to do it anyway. Okay. Falcons at Panthers. Panthers minus two and a half over under 42 and a half of the win. Matt Ryan can tie Drew Brees for the most wins in Bank of America Stadium by an opposing quarterback. Just 17, which I guess is a lot, but. Yeah, I guess I only play with once a year. Anyway, the Panthers just lost, C- obviously, opposing quarterback. Cam Newton holds the most number of wins. The Panthers just lost CMC, Christian McCaffrey, for the season and fired Joe Brady over their bye week. How are you going to get fired on your day off, Joe? Carolina is 0-10 in the last 10 games with Cam Newton starting, but this line is creeping towards three. Um, Pete, can Matt Ryan, I mean, what are we salvaging here? I don't even know who's salvaging what. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this game? I I hate
2: the game, but I'd lean to Carolina um, because I I just think that maybe they'll get a little juiced up with the run game with firing Joe Brady, and their defense is good. Um, And so I I think Atlanta's offensive line was back to getting abused last week after playing pretty well against Jacksonville. I think they're going to get abused in this game. I'd take the Panthers minus the two and a half. It's not a best bet, though.
0: You said it's creeping up toward three, it's creeping down. It was three earlier in the week, came down to, to two and a half minus 120. Now it's yeah. minus 115. Might go a little lower. We'll see. It seems like it's going to be a low scoring game. Carolina's offense has easier tests coming out of the bye against Atlanta, but I don't expect fireworks as they want to run. Um, you know, they it seems like that was the issue with the offense fire Joe Brady because we're not a power run team because uh, that's what you want to be with Christian McCaffrey, I guess, and, and DJ Moore. So Maybe to work out, but I need to see it to believe it. Atlanta's offense collapsed in the first meeting against this Carolina defense, only 213 yards and a 19-13 loss. I expect a similar game here, where Carolina probably wins. Neither team gets to 20, so it's probably a field goal game either way. Lower scoring game favors the dogs. so I, you know I agree, lean Panthers, but or lean, lean. I would probably lean Falcons, but you could go three either way, so I could see the Panthers winning. So my, I'm probably better on the under here, even though it's down to 42 now. Um, you know, it had been 43, and it creeped down to 42 and a half for our picks, and I almost put it in a 42 and a half. Now it's down to 42, so I'm just I'm just staying away from this game. It'll be an ugly game. I don't wanna, really want to watch anything to do with this game. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, you know, I I always have a a, a channel or a a TV dedicated to the local game here because I got the HD antenna up. And, yeah, it's it's just always the Panthers. And, boy, is it not fun to watch this team. So I'm going to bet on the under or take the under as a best bet. I actually already bet on it. I think I got it at 43 um, earlier in the week, maybe 43 and a half. Uh, 42 and a half is fine. I I agree with you, RJ. It's creeping down for sure. That's a little nerve-wracking. But if you look at – again, you mentioned it with Matt Rule – he made it very clear that he wants to run the crap out of the ball. I think we, I like the over on Cam Newton rush yards in this spot because I think they'll use a ton of Cam's legs. Yeah, he's on a one year. I, guess, I mean they don't. They don't care about running Cam into the ground. I don't think Cam cares about running him to the ground. He wants touchdowns. He wants to look like he can perform next year, so a team will sign him. Maybe it'll be the Panthers. We'll see. Um, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Amir Abdu- Ab- Abdullah will get a bunch of carries. I think Hubbard will get more because they won't be passing quite as much, but that remains to be seen. Um, th- they're going to try and grind this game. That's Matt rules. That's that is what he wants to have happen. And the Falcons are perfectly fine with a little 1714 game, you know, or even 10 seven wouldn't be surprising. I think this game goes way under. I've got the under 42 and a half as a best bet. Next up. Oh my god, these games stink. The Seahawks at (laughs) the Seahawks minus seven and a half at the Texans over under 41 and a half. It's kind of a red flag, Pete, honestly, that Seattle is only minus seven and a half because Russell Wilson actually got it going last week against San Francisco after three weeks of just a 56% passing, completed 81% of his passes. Thought we saw a little more sharp russ in that game, even if Seattle got a little lucky. Um, do you think they roll into Houston to take care of business against the Texans?
2: This was a tough one for me because the number is so big on the road, and they put so much into that game last week. But I, I do think they'll win the game, and, and I'll take them minus the points because I'm not taking the Texans. I think the Zach Cunningham situation is going to you know, be a problem again. You're getting rid of a, one of your better players. And, and granted, he hasn't played to the expectations.
1: But they signed him to an extension like a year and a half ago.
2: Right, but he hasn't played up to it. But sure. still, I mean, come on. Give me a break! And, and so your, think, your roster's
1: and, not and, good and, enough to be dumping guys that like. No, they're
2: going to start. They're going to start quitting more so than they happen. They're not a good team, Uh, and so I would take Seattle minus the points. It's just a big number for what isn't exactly a very good team either.
0: Yeah, I don't want to lay this many points with an offense I don't believe in. Um, well, I locked it in as the second half of my teaser. I've had this open teaser with. Denver all I'll show. And uh, Seahawks are the other leg at minus one and a half 'cause we, we picked it at seven and a half. Obviously you guys can't get the teaser if you're listening to this now if if uh, Denver's still minus Ten And I wouldn't play, I wouldn't tease Denver at 10. So if you're looking to tease Seattle with somebody else, maybe you'll look in a different direction. Um, But I think they win this game. Russ finally looks healthy, but, you know, they didn't play well. Offensively in that game, just 3.8 yards per play, like I said earlier, but they're going to score against a terrible Houston team. Going to be a lot of ball control. They're sitting on a second half lead, running the ball like they want to do. And um, I don't know that they get over the seven and a half. Now it's up to eight and a half. That's a lot of points to cover. But that Houston offense is unsalvageable with Davis Mills. Like the starting for injured Tyrod. he has been bad. Um, even though Tyrod has been just as bad since his return. Houston has his... And games under 10 points as they do over 10 points. And that's a stat from 2021, not 1963 or whenever he would actually see that week in and week out. So it's incredible how bad this offense has been. You can't trust him to score points. Um, I had this as an under on sports line earlier in the week. It's now getting down 41, a range that I'm not looking to really play it. Because who knows, maybe the Seahawks offense clicks and they score a ton of points. Um, but I, I have much more confidence teasing the Seahawks in this game than I do anything else to do with this spread or total. Yeah, I,
1: I think that's probably right. You can you you can feel pretty good about the Seahawks winning this game. Although I wouldn't be surprised at all. If Pete Carroll was aggressive and did things that he normally don't do—fake punts that you know went for a house call. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if he got back to just pounding the ball and felt like they could win easily against Houston by running the ball thirty-five times, and that would really open up the back door for uh, for the Texans to find a way to score. They're averaging thirteen point six points. It is an, an incredibly low number, uh, but. And I don't think they're going don't, to – don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to start just, you know, clicking or anything. But I feel like they could get to 20 or 17. And if they do that, I feel like they can come through the back door. So I'm with RJ. You know, If you're teasing it, that's one thing. Uh, no interest in, in playing Seattle, laying that many points. I, I don't. But no interest in, you know, taking the Texans there either. Just, I, this is just a game I, I I don't think I'll watch a second of until there's like a deep – oh, DK Metcalf uh, receiving yards is like 51 and a half or something. That's a bet right there. This is a squeaky wheel DK Metcalf bomb. You get that in the first quarter on a touchdown pass uh, type of situation. Ravens at Browns. Browns minus two and a half over under 42 and a half. Here's a fun fact for you, Pete. Both these teams are tied for third in the NFL with r- in rush yards with 1,765. It's kind of crazy. Two AFC North teams tied exactly at third. The Browns are... Uh, this game opened as Baltimore minus one, and it has drifted all the way. It looks like it's going to close with the Browns laying three if it continues to move, although maybe there's some buyback there uh, if Baltimore gets to plus three. Who do you like in this game?
2: I'm going to take the Browns. Uh, coming off the buy. I think they're the rest of the team. The Ravens played that physical game last week against the Steelers. Uh, shouldn't have gone for two. Uh, I'll sit there and sk- say that time and time again. I know you disagree with me, but I hated that call. Um, and everybody goes, oh, it was a perfect call. He was open. Well, guy plays defense, too, and he got to throw around him. I didn't like the call. I mean, you have the better kicker. Your offense had just went down the, up that, right down the field to score. I would have gotten to overtime. They did. not They lost. They also lost Marlon Humphrey in that game. And their offensive line is not very good right now. I, I, I think Garrett is going to have a field day here. Uh, I think the Browns will run the ball. I'm going to take the Browns minus the two and a half. The number looks funky, um, but I'm going to take the Browns minus two and a half.
0: Yeah, it was Baltimore minus one. Everybody hammered Cleveland, and I would have taken Cleveland at that number. Two and a half, it just seems like so much of a swing that I don't want to lay the two and a half now. They lost to Baltimore in the last game. Then they had to bite to on one and get healthier. That's big for Baker, especially with all the injuries he's been dealing with. Conklin also lost for the year in that game. That lowers the ceiling of the offense to me. We saw that they struggled when he was out if we came back Baltimore also like you said lost Humphrey for the year It should be easier to pass on them could be a big day for Landry and even some of the secondary receivers here I don't know how many points Baltimore scores in this game My offense has been bad for a month um, so with that look ahead steaming all the way to Cleveland it seems like everybody's on Cleveland right now um, and uh, it probably will get to three at three maybe there's a little value on Baltimore but I'm probably just staying away from this game
1: uh cleveland yeah i mean cleveland minus two and a half a little too high especially that 115 and three definitely a little bit higher than i'd want to take i i would have they were right there in terms of um the uh, games that could have gotten on my onto my best bets but ended up uh not happening i do i do i do like the browns a lot here and i agree with pete we see a run game where nick chubb gets loose they had they're coming off the bye they should be healthier they should be uh you know more uh, Kevin Stevancy has a fantastic record off a loss. They're coming off the bye. Baltimore banged up. You lose Marlon Humphrey. It's a team that's just sort of, you know, they're finding ways to win. They're two and two despite averaging like 17 points per game their last four games. It's a Baltimore team that's sort of holding things together with scotch tape. It's a testament to Lamar Jackson's skill, but and maybe more importantly, John Harbaugh's uh, coaching ability. So give me Cleveland just missed on the best bets. All right. That is it. For the games, let's uh, let's figure out the parlay. Um, Pete. So I'll pick you, my best bet. You pick your best bet. And once you pick it, RJ cannot go ag- – obviously can't go against it. That would be really stupid. Um, and then – so you pick one, and then we'll go from there. Who you got?
2: Washington plus four.
1: Ooh, spicy.
2: All
1: right, so that's the I'm first taking- game in the parlay. Were you going to go Dallas, RJ? No, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus three-and-a-half. Ah, all right. Washington plus four, Tampa Bay minus three and a half. That's the work cut out for you, Devo. Um, And then I will take the uh, Titans minus eight and a half. So no Packers on there after all. Here's a recap of all the best bets. Prisco's best bets. Titans minus eight and a half. Lions plus eight and a half. Washington plus four. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Bills bucks over 53 and a half. Cardinals Rams under, I believe that's 51 and a half, and Packers minus 12 and a half. RJ's best bets. Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Arizona minus two and a half. Las Vegas plus nine and a half. The Giants plus 10. New Orleans minus five. Green Bay minus 12 and a half. And a teaser making Denver down to two and a half and Seattle down to one and a half. Princeton's best bets. Rams plus two and a half. Washington plus four, Bills plus three and a half, Falcons, Panthers under 42 and a half, Chargers minus 10, 49ers minus one, short card. Titans minus eight and a half. Lions, Broncos under under 42, and Packers minus 12 and a half. How many picks do you have? I got I got a lot. got uh, nine picks there. You told me I had five <laughs> was too fierce. I got nine. I got a chase here.
2: <laughs> By the way, you two are like the card you two are going to be cannibalizing each other this week. You're opposite on a bunch of them. That means our team's well. in for a good week.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's Fade Brinson, Brinson week. Brent, Brinson's been solid too many weeks in a row. It's Fade Brunson week. That's right. It's probably it's, a Fade it's opposite yeah, it's on
2: week. the week. You're opposite on the Chargers Giants. You're opposite on the Bucks Bills, and you're opposite on, I think there's one. Rams,
1: one. Cardinals, and he, he likes Dallas, too, but I don't know if you made him a best bet.
2: Yeah. There you no. go. Yeah.
1: Uh, and yeah. then, again, the – Podcast parlay finally due to hit after so many misses. Thanks. Now that we found a new format for it, is um, Bucks minus three and a half, Washington plus four, Titans minus eight and a half.
2: I All right, think we should add a fourth team in the Packers, and we owe the fans something <laughs> That's
0: a big parlay. We can't hit you in two of these in in a week, and you're still like pining for four every <laughs> single week.
2: Well, because I'm, we owe the fans, and we pick this thing every week, and it hasn't come in once. We owe them. If we're gonna pick, one. if
0: we're gonna add a fourth team, Debo has to pick the fourth team. He's the fourth wow, guy.
2: Wow, the pressure on Debo.
0: Debo, he's like, all right, do I'm do not, not do I'm do.
1: not picking the
0: Packers. There's too much agreement there. Exactly.
1: Oh, all right. okay, all right. yeah.
0: Let's go. You can't pick the Eagles. Raiders. Raiders plus nine and a half. Ooh.
1: If we go 3 out and the Raiders lose, it's a – we got to uh,
0: – I honestly just looked at RJ's list and, and picked god, god. one god! So maybe do
1: a progressive parlay. How about that? Or a round-robin parlay. <laughs> um, anywho, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Smash that like button if you haven't done it yet. Appreciate you guys as always. Send in cool. those
2: reviews and tell everybody how much you hate me.
1: <laughs> well, those are some of those are popping up we'll uh, we'll, we'll clip and save them but don't worry there's plenty for me too uh, as Jimmy Underwood says fade Brinson please there you go thanks Jimmy oh no somebody says are you a turtle that was turned into a man
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> I'm kidding buddy I'm
1: kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. Uh, alright that's it thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you guys later